Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 215. As we work through our passages today, we'll be looking at the fact that while God again is warning the people and through Ezekiel, he also promises to do a work that only God can do. And we'll see this in Ezekiel 14, where God talks, talks about capturing or recapturing the hearts of the people whose hearts have been led astray and are chasing after idols. And this same idea of God capturing our hearts is really connected to worship, which we'll see in Psalm 136 and in John 5, where the reality is what we worship most, what we desire most, is what captures our hearts. And the only way to truly be free and have life with joy is to have a heart that's captured by God. So let's read through our passages today and see this theme throughout. Ezekiel chapter 13. Then the Lord's message came to me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel who are now prophesying. Say to the prophets who prophesy from their imagination, Listen to the Lord's message. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Woe to the foolish prophets who follow their own spirit but have nothing, have seen nothing. Your prophets have become like jackals among the ruins, O Israel. You have not gone up in the breaks in the wall, nor repaired a wall for the house of Israel that it would stand strong in the battle on the day of the Lord. They see delusion, and their omens are lie. They say, The Lord declares, though the Lord has not sent them. Yet they expect their word to be confirmed. Have you not seen a false vision and announced a lying omen when you say, The Lord declares, although I myself never spoke? Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Because you have spoken false words and forecast illusion, look, I am against you, declares the Sovereign Lord. My hand will be against the prophets who see delusion and announce lying omens. They will not be included in the council of my people, nor be written in the registry of the house of Israel, nor enter the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Sovereign Lord. This is because they have led my people astray, saying, All is well, when things are not well. When anyone builds a wall without mortar, they coat it with whitewash. Tell the others, tell the ones who coat it with whitewash that it will fall. When there is a deluge of rain, hailstones will fall, will fall and a violent wind will break out. When the wall has collapsed, the people will ask you, Where is this whitewash you coated it with? Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, In my rage I will make a violent wind break out. In my anger there will be a deluge of rain and hailstones in destructive fury. I will break down the wall you coated with whitewash and knock it to the ground so that its foundations is exposed. When it falls, you will be destroyed beneath it, and you will know that I am the Lord. I will vent my rage against the wall and against those who coated it with whitewash. Then I will say to you, The wall is no more, and those who whitewashed it are no more. Those prophets of Israel who would prophesy about Jerusalem would see visions of peace for it when there was no peace, declares the Sovereign Lord. As for you, son of man, turn toward the daughters of your people who are prophesying from their imagination. Prophesy against them and say, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. Woe to those who sew bands on their their wrists and make headbands for heads of every size to entrap people's lives. 
Will you entrap my people's lives, yet preserve your own lives? You have profaned me among my people for handfuls of barley and scraps of bread. You have put to death people who should not die, and kept alive those who should not live by your lies to my people who listen to lies. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, Take note that I am against your wristbands with which you entrap people's lives like birds. I will tear them from your arms and release the people's lives which you hunt like birds. I will tear off your headbands and rescue my people from your power. They will no longer be prey in your hands. Then you will know that I am the Lord. This is because you have disheartened the righteous person with lies, although I have not grieved him, and because you have encouraged the wicked person not to turn from his evil conduct and preserve his life. Therefore, you will no longer see false visions and practice divination. I will rescue my people from your power, and you will know that I am the Lord. Then some of the men from Israel's elders came to me and sat down in front of me. The Lord's message came to me. Son of man, these men have erected their idols in their hearts and placed the obstacle leading to their iniquity right before their faces. Should I really allow them to seek me? Therefore, speak to them and say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. When anyone from the house of Israel erects his idols in his heart and sets the obstacle leading to his iniquity before his face and then consults a prophet, I, the Lord, am determined to answer him personally according to the enormity of his idolatry. I will do this in order to capture the hearts of the house of Israel who have alienated themselves from me on account of all their idols. Therefore, say to the house of Israel, this is what the sovereign Lord says, return, turn from your idols and turn your faces away from your abominations. For when anyone from the house of Israel or the resident foreigner who lives in Israel separates himself from me and erects his idols in his heart and sets the obstacle leading to his iniquity before his face and then consults a prophet to seek something from me, I, the Lord, am determined to answer him personally. I will set my face against that person and will make him an object lesson and a byword and will cut him off from among my people. Then you will know that I am the Lord. As for the people, if he is made a fool by being deceived into speaking a prophetic word, I, the Lord, have made a fool of that prophet and I will stretch up my hand against him and destroy him from among my people. They will bear their punishment. The punishment of the one who sought an oracle will be the same as the punishment of the prophet who gave it so that the house of Israel will no longer go astray from me, nor continue to defile themselves by all their sins. Then they will be my people, and I will be their God, declares the Sovereign Lord. The Lord's message came to me, saying, Son of man, suppose a country sins against me by being unfaithful, and I stretch out my hand against it, cut off its bread supply, cause famine to come on it, and kill both people and animals. Even if these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it, They would save only their own lives by their righteousness, declares the Sovereign Lord. Suppose I were to send wild animals through the land and kill its children, leaving it desolate without travelers due to the wild animals. Even if these three men were in it, as surely as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, they could not save their own sons and daughters. They would only save their own lives, and the land would become desolate. Or suppose I were to bring a sword against that land and say, Let a sword pass through the land and I were to kill both people and animals. Even if these three men were in it, as surely as I live, declares the Lord, they could not save their own sons and daughters, they would only save their own lives. Or suppose I were to send a plague into that land and pour out my rage on it with bloodshed, killing both people and animals. Even if Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, 
as surely as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, they could not save their own son or daughter. They would save only their own lives by their righteousness. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says, how much worse it will be when I send my four terrible judgments, sword, famine, wild animals, and plague, to Jerusalem to kill both people and animals. Yet some survivors will be left in it, sons and daughters, who will be brought out. They will come out to you, and when you see their behavior and their deeds, you will be consoled about the catastrophe I have brought on Jerusalem, for everything I brought on it. They will console you when you see their behavior and their deeds, because you will know that it was not without reason that I have done everything that I have done in it, declares the Sovereign Lord. The Lord's message came to me, saying, Son of man, of all the woody branches among the trees of the forest, what happens to the wood of the vine? Can wood be taken from it to make anything useful? Or can anyone make a peg from it to hang things on? No, it is thrown in the fire for fuel. When the fire has burned up both ends of it, and it is charred in the middle, will it be useful for anything? Indeed, if it was not made into anything useful when it was whole, how much less can it be made into anything when the fire has burned up, burned it up and, and it is charred? Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, Like the wood of the vine is among the trees of the forest that I have provided as fuel for the fire, so will I provide the residents of Jerusalem as fuel. I will set my face against them. Although they have escaped from the fire, the fire will still consume them. Then you will know that I am the Lord when I set my face against them. I will make the land desolate because they have acted unfaithfully, declares the Sovereign Lord. We'll leave the story of Ezekiel here now in God's warnings. And we see the warnings over and over again. People do not turn back to God. They chase after their idols. Their hearts are captured by those idols. Uh, they are taken over their desires. And God's saying the only possible way for them to be returning to him is that he would recapture the hearts of the people of Israel who have alienated themselves from him because of their idols. And God is saying only he has that power. And yet people still stubbornly refuse to believe and to listen to his message even though he offers this word of hope and only a small number are returned. Now the question that that leads to is, well, how do you actually have a heart that chases after God instead of chasing after idols? And the simplest answer would be, whatever your heart worships most is what your heart's going to want most. And the only way to worship uh, the right God, the God who made you, is to spend time doing so, to actually see the wonder of who he is. And a way to do that is actually to read, to listen, and even to sing things. And I won't sing this psalm, but this Psalm 136 would have been sung in the past where the leader would have sung one line and the people would have responded with the same phrase over and over again, which is, in this case, for his loyal love endures. And that would have been the refrain that would have reminded all the people together of God's faithful, loyal, unending, unstoppable love, a love that causes him to reach out and capture the hearts of people who've gone astray. And it leads them to worship him and to praise him in this way. So Psalm 136 is an example of how to worship God and praise him for his faithful love. Psalm 136. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his loyal love endures. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his loyal love endures. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his loyal love endures. To the one who performs magnificent, amazing deeds all by himself, for his loyal love endures. To the one who used wisdom to make the heavens, for his loyal love endures. To the one who spread out the earth over the water, for his loyal love endures. To the one who made the great lights, for his loyal love endures. 
to the sun to rule by day, for his loyal love endures. The moon and the stars to rule by night, for his loyal love endures. To the one who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, for his loyal love endures. And led Israel out from their midst, for his loyal love endures. With a strong hand and an outstretched arm, for his loyal love endures. To the one who divided the Red Sea in two, for his loyal love endures. And led Israel through its midst, midst, for his loyal love endures. And tossed Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea, for his loyal love endures. To the one who led his people through the wilderness, for his loyal love endures. To the one who struck down great kings, for his loyal love endures. And killed powerful kings, for his loyal love endures. Zion, king of the Amorites, for his loyal love endures. Og, king of Bashan, for his loyal love endures. And gave their land as an inheritance, for his loyal love endures. As an inheritance to Israel his servant, for his loyal love endures. To the one who remembered us when we were down, for his loyal love endures. And snatched us away from our enemies, for his loyal love endures. To the one who gives food to all living things, for his loyal love endures. Give thanks to the God of heaven, for his loyal love endures. Remembering God's saving work, bringing the people out of slavery, is the basis and through the wilderness is the basis for that continual song, for his loyal love endures. And we, at this point in history, have the advantage of seeing God save us through the work of Jesus, who brought us out of slavery and through the wilderness of our sin into new life in him. And as we see the wonder of Jesus, our hearts can cry out, for his loyal love endures. And that makes us turn our hearts now to John chapter 5, as we read about the continuing story of Jesus revealing himself that we might believe in him. John chapter 5. After this, there was a Jewish feast, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool called Bethsatha in Aramaic, which has five color covered walkways. A great number of sick, blind, lame, and paralyzed people were lying in these walkways. Now a man was there who had been disabled for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there, and when he realized that the man had been disabled a long time already, he said to him, Do you want to become well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. While I am trying to get into the water, someone else goes down before me. Jesus said to him, Stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Immediately the man was healed, and he picked up his mat and started walking. Now that day was a Sabbath. So the Jewish leader said to the man who had been healed, It is a Sabbath, and you are not permitted to carry your mat. But he answered them, The man who made me well said to me, Pick up your mat and walk. They asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Pick up your mat and walk? But the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had slipped out, since there was a crowd in that place. After this, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, Look, you have become well. Don't sin any more, lest anything worse happen to you. The man went away and informed the Jewish leaders that Jesus was the one who had made him well. Now because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began persecuting him. So he told them, My father is working until now, and I too am working. For this reason, the Jewish leaders were trying even harder to kill him because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was also calling God his own father, thus making himself equal with God. So Jesus answered them, 
I tell you the solemn truth. The Son can do nothing on his own initiative, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows him everything he does and will show him greater deeds than these, so that you will be amazed. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives life them life, so also the Son gives life to, life to whomever he wishes. Furthermore, the Father does not judge anyone, but has assigned all judgment to the Son, so that all people will honor the Son just as they honor the Father. The one who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. I tell you the solemn truth, the one who hears my message and believes the one who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned, but has crossed over from death to life. I tell you the solemn truth, a time is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in himself, thus he has also granted to the Son to have life in himself. And he has granted the Son authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. Do not be amazed at this, because a time is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and will come out, the ones who have done what is good to the resurrection resulting in life, and the ones who have done what is evil to the resurrection resulting in condemnation. I can do nothing on my own initiative. Just as I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. If I testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who testifies about me, and I know the testimony he testifies about me is true. You have sent to John, and he has testified to the truth. I do not accept human testimony, but I say this so that you may be saved. He was a lamp that was burning and shining, and you wanted to rejoice greatly for a short time in his light. But I have a testimony greater than that from John. For the deeds that the Father has assigned me to complete, the deeds I am now doing, testify about me that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself testified about me. You people have never heard his voice nor seen his form at any time, nor do you have his word residing in you because you do not believe the one who sent, whom, he, whom he sent. You study the scriptures thoroughly because you think in them you possess eternal life. And it is these same scriptures that testify about me. But you are not willing to come to me so that you may have life. I do not accept praise from people, but I know you, that you do not have the love of God within you. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not accept me. If someone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe if you accept praise from one another and don't seek the praise that comes from the only God? Do not suppose that I will accuse you before the Father. The one who accuses you is Moses, in whom you have placed your hope. If you believed Moses, you would believe me, because he wrote about me. But if you do not believe what Moses wrote, how will you believe my words? So Jesus' amazing words here, telling the people, basically, that if they want to find life, if they want to find true life, they need to see him, that he is the one the Bible has been talking about, Moses, the prophets, that he is the one that God has sent, the Father has sent, and that he does whatever the Father calls him to do, which is to come into this world to save people who are in the dark, who are blind, deaf, and have hard hearts, hearts that need to be recaptured by the love and the grace of God that is most clearly seen in Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. 
The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You are-